So today we come together to look at the cross, to pause, to think of its meaning, to consider its significance. A lot happened at the cross. The huge gulf between God and man was bridged by the cross. Jesus, the Lamb of God, became a perfect sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins. And his death on the cross changed history. It allowed man and woman once again to live in a right relationship with God. You know, God's rescue plan was quite simple. Jesus was to become man, lead a sinless life, and die on the cross. Simple plan, but it wasn't easy. Have you ever thought of what it cost Jesus to get to the cross? You know, it wasn't a given. Yes, it was part of God's plan, but it wasn't a sure thing. Let's remember, Jesus is fully God, 100%, being in the very nature God. When the Word became flesh, when God became man, Jesus retained his divinity. However, in order for Jesus to be truly man, he had to give up his glory, the glory he had with the Father. In other words, as Paul writes in the letter to the Philippians, Jesus had to humble himself. He had to become nothing. He had to become unequal to the Father. In other words, he had to take his divine nature and put it in his back pocket and be truly man. It's really important as you look at the cross, as you think of Jesus' journey, remember that at any point in time, he could have pulled out his divine nature and used it. But if he did that, he would destroy God's plan. For only as a sinless man, not a sinless God, could Jesus be the perfect sacrifice for the world. So, Jesus was like us. He lived an ordinary life. He was tempted. He was disappointed. He had heartache. He had hurt, just like us. God the Father could give his son Jesus the game plan, but the balance of God's rescue mission was in the hand of a man, Jesus. It's important to remember that lots of things were going on that we could not see. Satan knew God's plan too. And from the moment of Jesus' baptism, Satan was on God's heels. He tempted Jesus in every way imaginable. Remember the wilderness? Right at the beginning, Satan dared Jesus to bring out his divine nature. Turn these stones into bread. Here, Jesus, stand on the highest temple. Throw yourself down. Surely your angels will save you. Satan knew that if Jesus used his divine nature, God's plan would be foiled. But Jesus saw through Satan's temptations and refused to use his divine power. You know, when I think about Jesus and I think about his life, 
I think one of the hardest things must have been keeping his divine nature in check. Think about it for a minute. There probably were times when Jesus was tempted to use the divine nature. It's important to remember that every healing, every miracle that Jesus did was not a result of his divine nature. All the healings, all the miracles were accomplished by God the Father through the Holy Spirit that was living in Jesus. However, think about it. There must have been times when Jesus saw someone who needed healing and the Father chose not to heal him. How easy would it have been for Jesus to abandon his human nature, to use his divine power, and to heal someone he wanted to heal. But he did not. How often he must have been tempted to perform miracles because he wanted to, because he was human. How often would he have wanted to deal with Satan on his own terms, but he didn't. You know, the biggest miracle to me is not that God became man. It's that God remained man right to the end. Think about it. Every single day of his ministry, Jesus faced temptations. Remember, Satan didn't want him to get to the cross. And the closer Jesus came to the cross, the more intense the temptations. Think about that last week. First, Jesus was to ride into Jerusalem on a donkey, knowing full well he was headed to the cross. Jesus was only too aware of the rising tension of the religious leaders. They hated him. They wanted him dead. And he knew that if he entered Jerusalem, he was going to die. But remember the man, Jesus. He was 33 years old. He was young. He was probably healthy. He enjoyed life. He made friends. He probably didn't want to die. How easy would it have been for him to have avoided Jerusalem? Remember, Satan had already planted the idea into the minds of the disciples. They tried to convince him to not go to Jerusalem. But Jesus did not listen. Even though he might have wanted to live, he was committed to do the will of the Father. But let's never forget, the will of the Father was hard. Think about it. You're called to ride triumphantly into Jerusalem. Talk about walking into a lion's den. It's not just good enough to enter. You had to wake up the lions and make sure they were there. Imagine the stress of Jesus' final week. Think about it. He was with his disciples. They weren't getting it. They weren't understanding. He needed more time. He loved them so much. Can you imagine what it must have been like on that Thursday night when he ate with them for the last time? Can you think about how his heart broke when Judas went off to betray him? Rest assured, every single step of the way to the cross, Jesus was tempted. Rest assured, Satan was on his heels. Think of the prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. 
Think of the agony Jesus faced there. His friends were asleep. He was alone. He was alone with his thoughts. He was alone with Satan. He knew he had to face the cross alone, but he probably did not want to. Perhaps, perhaps, God would have mercy on him. And Jesus prayed, is there any way, is there any way, Father, that I can do this different? I don't want this cup. I don't want to drink it. Think of the doubts that plagued the man, Jesus. He was sad. He was tired. He probably wondered if this death would make a difference. Jesus might have even been scared. He might have been scared, way more scared than when he started. His father's will was way too hard. And he knew as he prayed in the garden that he had a choice. He could run away. He could escape. Or he could follow his father's will to the end. I am sure that Jesus in the garden hoped that the father would redesign his plan. But he did not. The plan was for Jesus to go to the cross. So Jesus submits. Not my will, but thy will be done. Within minutes, he is betrayed by Judas and arrested in the garden. And then you think, well, finally, he has a break. But the temptations continue. We heard in our reading today that Pilate gave him another opportunity to save himself. All he had to do was speak and defend himself. Yet Jesus followed the will of the Father and did not open his mouth. He was manacled, he was beaten, and he did not say a word. He was mocked, he was spit at, he was ridiculed, and he did not say a word. But remember, Jesus was fully man. He suffered greatly, physically, emotionally, spiritually. At any point in time, he could have stopped the suffering, but he did not. So Satan followed him to the cross. In Matthew's Gospel, we are told that as Jesus hung on the cross, the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law mocked him. You saved others. Why can't you save yourself? But Jesus could save himself. That's the point. That's the amazing truth of the cross. He could have saved himself at any point on the road to Calvary. Jesus knew that. God knew that. Satan knew that. So at this last point, would Jesus save himself? Would Jesus finally use his divine attributes to save himself? It's like the world grasped and gasped, for the faith of the whole human race hung in the balance on the cross at that moment. Everything Jesus had done on earth would be for nothing if he could not make it to the cross and stay on the cross till death. Nothing matter if he could not finish what he started. It is finished. Jesus' last words. He had made it to the cross 
and he stayed on the cross till death. He became the perfect sacrifice for sins. When Jesus cried out, it is finished, it was not a cry of defeat. It was a cry of victory. Jesus did it. He completed God's rescue mission. The struggle, the battle was over. Jesus had won. Satan had lost. Do you know the difference between Christianity and every other major religion? In every other major religion, the key word is do. Do this, do this, do this, and you will appease God. In Christianity, it's done. It's done on the cross. On the cross, Jesus provided us with a way back to the Father. He did everything we need for redemption, for salvation. The cross is quite simply your gift from God. But like any gift, it needs to be received and opened. So today, as you ponder the amazing love that propelled Jesus to the cross, don't forget to accept God's forgiveness, grace, and mercy available to you because of the cross. Amen.